Lori Houston's News for the Heart is dedicated to helping you give a voice to your own soul. Our hearts have the power to free us from pain and the struggles that keep us from awakening to our true essence. Join Lori now as we delve into our heart and soul to find the path that will open us to the possibilities and lead us to the life we love to live. And good afternoon. This is News for the Heart. And today, well, it's been a little while now, Nance. It has. I have my... Awesome co-host with me in studio, which is Nancy Aruda from Universal Sky, who has her new website finally up. Yay! We've only been talking about it for how long now? Two years. Two years, yeah. Yeah, two years it's been being made. So, yay, it's up. It's up. (laughs) And it looks fabulous. Thank you. Um, Do you still have a word crossed out in your... Yes, I do. Okay, that was on purpose. There's an intention there. Okay. Okay, so it's I'm a spiritual guide, not a coach. But some people are like, what do you mean by guide? It's like, well, it's kind of like being a coach on a spiritual level, only I'm not really attached to what you choose to do. Therefore, I'm guiding you instead of coaching you. A lot of coaches work on the uh, philosophy that if you don't follow their program, you're out of their program. And some people take a little longer to move through their hurdles than others. And I think that's a little too invasive on some level to just cut somebody off and cut them dry. Right. Um, which is why I prefer the word guide. Okay. Got instead it. of coach. Got it. Cool. Um, so this show is beginning August 1st. And of course, we have some major stuff coming out. And you'll probably go live on the 4th, so there's really... Perfect. The 4th is the first day, right? The 4th is the first day. (laughs) (laughs) So... The 4th is the first day of the astrological month of August. There you go. What's up in the universal sky for August? Okay. apparently is a doozer. Oh, it is. August is one jam-packed full month of astrological activity. Right. And it starts on the 4th with um, Jupiter square Pluto. And we experienced Jupiter square Pluto back in November 24th, 2016, as well as March 30th, 2017. And I think the one around March 30th, if we look at Jupiter and growth, and as it's square Pluto, it's saying that um, there's some tensions, okay, or struggles achieving your goals in life. Um, around March 30th is where in Canada, our real estate market kind of started to slow down Mm. okay um so it didn't officially hit the slowdown until mid-may but i believe this is probably when the government was in talks and discussions around shifting some of the laws for foreign investors in canada um because our market was skyrocketing it was climbing way too fast too quickly and so this Jupiter square Pluto aspect would have been a vibe that kind of was the initiation of slowing it down. Um, and now that we look at the market, okay, and we're approaching August 4th, uh, not only has it slowed down, the number of houses on the market are, there's enormous numbers of houses on the market, and the prices are starting to drop um, or have started to drop since the beginning of June, so uh, we'll see how this kind of completes that energy. 
right, of how it could be affecting the market. This is the last hit. It is the last hit. It It takes place, uh, Jupiter will be at 17 degrees of Libra and Pluto is at 17 degrees of Capricorn. So it's really about finding a balance in society on some level, right? Squares are challenges, so they do get us to um, move through any tensions or struggles that we may be experiencing with growth, either in relationships or how we're interacting in society, which is the Pluto vibration. Okay. So that's on August 4th. Some people may be starting to feel that now. Um, whereas if you're feeling like you're struggling to achieve any personal goals or things along those lines, um, and you'll probably feel it up to a week afterwards and then it's just pulling away. Okay. So it's not, it's not too, too intense in terms of the astrological energy that's taking place in the month of August. Um, the biggie or one of the biggies is the next astrological vibration, which takes place on August 7th. Oh, I know what that is. <laughs> and that is the lunar eclipse in the sign of Aquarius. Mm-hmm. And it's right smack dab in the middle of the sign. So it takes place at 15 degrees of Aquarius. The sun is obviously at 15 degrees of Leo. Okay. So we are truly dealing with a Leo Aquarius polarity. Um, whenever we have eclipses, lunar eclipses are a little more intense than solar ones. Uh, for the most part, there are the exceptions to the rule and this August might be one of them. Um, but the lunar eclipse is right in the middle of the, the polarity sign. So we're really looking at what's stopping us from living with an open heart. Okay. Okay. Cause it's all around the love vibration, Leo being personal love, Aquarius being universal love. So how can we move more into that love vibration? And obviously love flows through the heart and through the heart chakra. Okay. So there's also um, an energy of finding a balance between the lower chakras in the body and the upper chakras in the body with this eclipse. Okay. Anytime something activates our heart chakra, it is going to disperse into all of our other chakras. It goes down through the body and up through the body. Sure. So there will be an activation um, for almost everybody feeling that vibration, right? But again, what do you need to let go of that's stopping you from living in a place of love? Okay. And that is the energy of the eclipses that are coming up in August. Hmm. Um, there may be, because when I look at the Sabian symbols for 16 degrees of Aquarius, um, it's a big businessman at his desk is the Sabian symbol. And so we're looking at um, a lot of times, you know, a lot of people are commenting on the age of Aquarius and there's a lot of glamour associated the age of Aquarius. And this eclipse is actually going, may show you how it's not really glamorous. So it's going to bring us into a perspective of really what's going on here and now. Okay. And not get caught up in the glamour or the illusion of what's transpiring. So it'll be interesting because lunar eclipses are all about releasing you, releasing energy. So individuals need to identify with what it is they need to release so that they're more authentic at a heart level. Does it matter what um, house it's in or is it just, I mean, that plays some part, I guess. It does. Um, But again, the houses are determined based on space, right? right? So if I look to um, 
my personal chart, it's really hard for me to understand this eclipse because it's conjunct my moon. <laughs> uh, so it's hitting me personally. Your solar moon, like your solar my natal moon. Sorry, yes. Your natal moon. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it is hitting me personally. Okay. Um, but yes, the house that it would fall in in your natal chart would be in alignment with things that you need to release associated to that house. Right. So, and when I say things that you need to release associated to that house, I mean, anything that's stopping you from moving forward. Right. It's almost like the universe is in the month of August is giving everybody this great push. Right. And how we get to choose to deal with it is you can either be stuck in a victim consciousness and have a little personal pity party, or you can accept what's transpiring and take action to move out of it. Okay. Ideally, it's about being proactive in recognizing what you need to do to step out of this energy, to move forward through the energy. But there is no avoiding the energy. There's no going around it. There's no going under it or over it. It's you need to move through it. If you're choosing victim consciousness, you're choosing to stay in it as opposed to move through it. Okay, right. Okay. Right. Um, and that's a personal choice that's up to everybody to either stay in it or move through it. Right. Um, so again, it'll be interesting to see what transpires. I know as it conjuncts my own natal moon, um, my son has been calling me a lot lately. Right. And looking for support. So like I have an idea of how it's going to impact me. Um, but only time will tell. But it is connected to my relationship with my son because it's activating my lunar moon. And when I say my son, I mean my child. (laughs) Not the sun in the universe (laughs) or in my natal chart. (laughs) Right. I was going to make that clarification, but I figured it kind of... uh... Kind of spoke for itself. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So the moon is connected to our mothering. Right. Right. So as the eclipse approaches my natal moon, it's connecting to my relationship with my child. So. So we'll see what happens. Mm. (laughs) Interesting. Yes. As we prepare for that eclipse, remember eclipses are felt two weeks before to two weeks after. So it's really a four week integration of one eclipse. But because eclipses always happens in pairs, this time we're having the lunar eclipse first, the solar eclipse will be second, two weeks after the lunar eclipse on August 21st, and I'll talk more about that in a minute. Um, but as the eclipses happen in pairs, like, and we feel it two weeks before to two weeks after the last eclipse, it's really an integration energy, or there may be some intensity for people for up to a six-week period, okay? Um And then you have the opportunity to fully integrate the lessons and the letting go until the next set of eclipses, which are, I didn't write it down. It's approximately six months later. Which means what, December or January? Must be January. It must be January because it's not in my book. I have up to the end of December. I'm thinking... Yeah, because it would be, yeah, but it would be Aquarius still, right? Yeah, it's in February, I think. Yeah. Because it would be connected to, I think there's... 31st. Okay. It's connected to the full moon 
and new moon in Aquarius and Leo in 2018. So whatever it is we are moving through, the long-term integration is an additional six months. Okay. But because we're still working on the Leo Aquarius polarity, it may even feel longer than six months. Because then as soon as we hit the next set of eclipses, add another six months to it. Right? Before the eclipses change signs again. So then, um, after the lunar eclipse on August 7th, we are approaching the, (laughs) as Lori calls it, the M word, (laughs) a Mercury retrograde. And we're already in the pre-shadow. The pre-shadow transpired. Some places say the 24th. My notes say the 26th. So let's meet in the middle and say around the 25th of July. Uh, we entered into the pre-shadow. I've been having some funky experiences with my cell phone and my computers, right? Um, so it is affecting technology as per usual. Um, I don't know if there's any active viruses out there or malware. Actually, there is. My girlfriend was texting me through her computer and she has a Mac. Okay. And everything started coming up in Chinese, like Chinese font. And I'm like, what are you typing to me? And if she responded on her phone, I could read it in English. But whenever she responded on her computer, I got hit with like all these Chinese texts. Right? I'm going to tell you what it is. <laughs> it's, it's whatever she uses as the emojicon. Um, the emojis, for whatever reason, right now, if you don't have, even if you have the exact phone, my sister and I have the exact phone, but if I use it at a certain time, it will come out, everything will be Chinese. So, Oh, really? Yeah. It has something to do with the emojicon because emojicons are considered a picture. If yes. You can so even if you have the full data and everything on your phone, there's something around that that is messing up. So, yeah. Okay. It has to do with the emojis. So she didn't know what I was talking about. I took a screenshot, sent it to her, and she goes, all I'm seeing is a black image. And I'm like, no, I sent you the screenshot of what these texts look like. She goes... All I see is a black square. So now she can't even see my screenshots that I'm sending her. Wow. Right? Through her phone? Through her phone or her computer. It would just come up as like a black photograph. Right? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so it took her, I'm like, why are you writing to me in Chinese? I don't understand Chinese, right? She goes, I'm not writing to you. What are you talking about Chinese, right? <laughs> So it took us a day to figure out what was going on there. And she believes it's a malware. Mm. Right. Um, but like you said, it could be the emoji con conflict. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing. Another was, you know, sporadic texts. Every time I'd go to send it, it would fail. Okay. But I've been having that issue since October of last year. Um, I've had an open ticket since October of last year. <laughs> wow. And I just get the odd notice that says, we're working on your issue. <laughs> Please be patient. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Um, random phone dials. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like my car, my I'll be driving in my car and my phone's in the little holder and I have Google Maps on the go telling me where to go. And then all of a sudden, it'll just dial somebody randomly. <laughs> and not them calling me, me calling them. 
Were they somebody you were supposed to talk to? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Um, and you know, other random things when using Google Maps, all of a sudden it just changes to text. So I'll be looking at the map, and then all of a sudden all the text directions just download. I'll be like, okay, I don't need text directions. I need the map. I want to see the map, damn it. Yep. So little weird things like that, right? Little glitches with my phone. Right. Um, So yeah, that's all the pre-shadow energy of Mercury retrograde. That was the whole point of that whole phone story. (laughs) Um, This particular retrograde starts at 11 degrees of Virgo on August the 12th. And when we're in Virgo, we're really looking to the mind and our thought process. And Mercury is ruled, Virgo is ruled by Mercury. Right. So that's why there's a little bit of intensity potentially with this Mercury retrograde because Mercury is in its ruling sign. It loves being in the sign of Virgo. Yeah. Right? (laughs) So. And I'm not going to give you guys, your Virgos a hard time. I'm just, you know. (laughs) Say no Tendency more. to overanalyze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a Virgo rising, so I can completely relate to that. <laughs> um, right. <coughs> Sorry. Uh, but with this Mercury retrograde, okay, um, there may be difficulty analyzing things, okay, or finding that focus, like that really attention to detail focus may um, be difficult. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, miscommunication errors, obviously. Telecommunication errors with phones, computers. Um, and, and it's a really good time to review anything that needs to be reviewed. Okay. So if you have a contract, reread it hmm. four or five times before signing it. Every time you read it, you'll see something different in it. Um, you know, anything along those lines. The only unfortunate part is this is when all the sales are for computers and laptops and like all the good electronic stuff. Yes. This is the time. So if you can delay your electronic purchase, I suggest doing it after Mercury moves out of its post shadow. So Mercury will station direct on September the 5th at 28 degrees of Leo. And I'll come back to that in a minute. The post-shadow is completed September 19th. So if you can go two weeks into school before purchasing any electronics, that is your best bet. Except the sales won't be as good. That's the problem. Sales go on yes, before. mid-August. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Um, but it's not suggested. Oh, I know. I know. To this purchase is gonna electronics. Be the worst. <laughs> this is going to be the worst back to school because this yeah. is... This, you know, I don't, I don't remember it happening before. I'm sure it has, but a long time ago. Yeah. Um, In a back to school. Yeah. 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 I think normally like school's already started. Yeah. Right. And we get hit in the fall versus the. Yeah. And if it's a summer retrograde, it's usually in July. So that by mid-August we're out of it. Yeah. Um, But not this year. No. Mercury will be stationing direct on September 5th, as I said, at 28 degrees of Leo. So it is going back into the sign of Leo because there's something we need to complete Mm. with this alignment of our mind and our heart. Okay. Okay. So it's almost like pay attention to 
what transpires on the eclipse on August 21st. <laughs> because the eclipse on August 21st, while Mercury is retrograde. Just looking for that note. Transpires at 28 degrees of Leo. The exact same degree as the eclipse is the degree for when Mercury stations direct on September the 5th. Right. This is the second Leo. That'll be a new moon eclipse. So both the moon and the sun are at 28 degrees of Leo on September 21st. Was last month's this also in Leo, but at the very beginning? There was a new moon in Leo. Right. In July. Right. um, At zero degrees of Leo. Right. Right. Now, and it's interesting because I did feel the open heart energy transpiring then as well. Right. So it was like we were given an opportunity. It was almost like we were given a taste of what it's like to have an open heart on that new moon. And the date was, I should have it here. July 23rd, Mm. right? The new moon took place at zero, zero degrees of Leo, 44 minutes. Wow. So a little mastery working in there too. Two zeros, two fours, right? (laughs) Um, And, and I know like for my personal experience, I felt my heart open. Um, So that's when I identified that the eclipse energy of the Leo and sorry, the Aquarius lunar eclipse and then the leo solar eclipse um is still in alignment with opening the heart so it's like you had a little taste of what that love felt like on some level okay um and but it couldn't open any more than what it wanted to because we need to do this clearing we need to clear what's stopping us from living with an open heart a lot of the stuff we're clearing is connected to the Mercury retrograde. So it's connected to our mind, our ability to overanalyze our thought process and how it may not be serving us all the time, right? And how the mind can actually keep the heart closed. So when the eclipse takes place on August 21st, there again is going to be an activation of opening the heart. And when Mercury stations direct, it's almost like you're going to be retested on how your thought process Mm. can assist keeping an open heart or can shut down your open heart. Okay, so there's really like this mind heart alignment that's transpiring from August 21st to September the 5th. Okay. Cool. Okay. So really be aware of your thought process. Take a look at any limiting beliefs around the self. Um, we were looking at the aspects before the show that are taking place on the solar eclipse in Leo. Um, and that's the one on August 21st. And the eclipse is actually trine Uranus. And trines are a favorable aspect, right? So I kind of channeled it as the ability to break th- free of any self-imposed inhibitions. Okay. And when we're inhibited, it's because we have a thought around who we are or how we're behaving that is not allowing us to experience whatever it is we desire to its fullest level. So the trying Uranus is actually giving you the ability to break free of any inhibitions. 
Okay. Uh, Chiron will be trying Venus on that day. So there's the ability to heal any relationships. Cancer, uh, Venus being in the sign of cancer on that day. Uh, we're looking at foundational relationships. So our relationships with our parents, activities around the home. Um, there's this ability to heal foundational issues. Okay. In our home environment or in the house that we grew up in or in relation to either our mother or father. So I'm looking at it as a very powerful, um, eclipse. I believe the solar eclipse is a total it is. solar eclipse. Not in Toronto, but, um, yeah, it can only be seen from certain areas of yeah. the world in its total it's in format. Am- it's in North America. It's just south of us. It's like, um, well, I know that, Cal- um, <laughs> okay. What is it called? Uh, crap. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Some astrologers are saying the, the eclipse is also trying Saturn. That is if you would give it more than a seven degree orb. So some astrologers stop at a seven degree orb. Saturn's at 21 degrees Sagittarius, 11 minutes retrograde. The eclipse is at 28 degrees Leo, 52 minutes. Um, and so there's more than seven degrees in between those energies. So if it is included in the list of aspects on that day, it would be a very like subtle vibration. Yeah, it goes from like South Carolina, um, Illinois, Missouri. So it's like, it's like, um, yeah, it's, it's, there's a big branch of, of, um, the U.S. that it has a total eclipse. But remember also total eclipse. Make sure your eyes are protected. Absolutely. Do not look because that's going to really mess you up. Um, and they also say that on the West Coast, there may be more of that ring of fire than towards the East Coast. Depending again, how low. Yeah. Oh, I'm talking Canada. So I saw something on, on the CBS, on, on one of the television networks online. And there was an article saying that the ring will actually be brighter in the West Coast than it would be central or East. I don't know. It's still not in complete alignment from the West Coast in Canada, but they just, they cautioned there, there'll be more of a brighter ring. Hmm. Might have something to do with the time of day. I have no idea. The eclipse does yeah, take no, place our, at 2.30 PM. Yeah. So it would be their morning. Right. Yeah. Maybe that, uh, We have, like, we have a percentage, but we're not very big. Yep. Um, yeah, it sh- does it, it looks like the same from the West Coast. We're in the same, we're in the same arc. Yeah, we so are. So I don't know why it would be any brighter there, but, hmm. I mean, we get, Well, like, it is a little further south of us than it would be in, like, if you go to Vancouver, the line is like below the Great Lakes okay, where we are, yeah. and then it's closer to the yeah, border, right. the Canadian border. Yeah. So that could be why. Yeah, that could be why for sure. Right, because they were talking about Toronto versus Vancouver. Right. Right. Um. Right. So, and it, it based on the image that you're showing me, it it looks like the the brightness of the fire yeah, ring it could be close. It yeah. Could be, it's much closer to Vancouver yeah. than because Vancouver is pretty much at the yeah. line. Yeah. Than us in Toronto. 
Yeah, makes sense. So, um, but yeah, it's um, you know, it's interesting because typically when I sense eclipses, I I always have a little bit of a panic in myself saying, yeah. okay, what do I need to let go of? What do I need to let go of? Like, <laughs> is my life going to blow up? Is there going to be like major issues for me to deal with? And I'll tell you, with the stuff that I've been dealing with this summer, I'm actually like, okay, eclipses arrive today. I want this gone. <laughs> I've been sitting in this. I need to heal for a while energy. So let's get her going yeah, with the- gentleness and grace. Please universe. <laughs> Just going to add that, that have, in there. The one that we have, um, that's going to be a total for Toronto is uh, April eighth, twenty twenty four. April eighth, twenty twenty four. Yeah, so another eight. So that would be like an years. Aries. That would be Aries um, Libra polarity. Okay. So. I, I trust you on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it should be interesting. I mean, it's always interesting. I mean, the the solar one usually isn't as intense, but it's going to be this year, I think. Yeah. I mean, whether whether that's good or bad, I mean, it's not saying I'm not we're not saying, you know, hide yourself, but like this isn't a time to take vacation necessarily. It's a good This is a time of action, believe right. it or not. So typically for me, whatever sign is on your 12th house mm. in your natal chart, that is your withdraw time to go inward and really process the stuff that's going on for you. I have Leo on the 12th house. Okay. Okay. And I'm a Virgo rising. So, and my Virgo rising's at two degrees. So like, and I think my 12th house starts at four degrees of Leo. So like almost all of my Leo energy is 12th house, which means it's subconscious. It's a time for me to withdraw and process. And, um, so that's why typically in the summertime, I take the sun in Leo off, right? So when the sun goes into Leo into July until it shifts into Virgo, I usually like just hang out at the water, um, which is a 12th house energy. Hmm. I, you know, I do a lot of intercontemplation. I do a lot of meditation. I do a lot of planning. So like, but like mental preparation, planning on what is it that I desire? What direction do I want to move in? And that's really my contemplation phase. This year, spirit's telling me the opposite, hmm. saying, no, get busy take action, move forward. And I'm like, but it's Leah. It's like, we're in my 12th house energy. How do you take action when you're in your house of rest? Right. Um, so for me, it's been very like different because <laughs> I've never experienced this before. Like I said, I normally take that whole month off. Mm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how this all evolves, evolves and moves forward. Um, but I think for a lot of people, it's, you know, depending on where the Leo energy is in your chart, it is around clearing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm doing a lot of clearing. I did a lot of clearing. <laughs> so we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think it's 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 always interesting, right? Like, again, you know, don't give all your power away to this stuff. Oh, no, 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 I don't. Right. No, I I know you don't. (laughs) It's funny because I'm thinking of my 12th house is like Gemini and I'm always busy around that. When the sun's in Gemini? Yeah. Yeah, I know. I always take like, you know, 
the last week of July and the first two, three weeks of August off. And then as soon as the sun moves into Virgo, which the sun is moving into my first house, so there's that re-identification of self, I'm like planning not just my fall and winter schedule, but sometimes even to the spring of the next year. And that's when I do all my marketing and my planning See, and I all think that that's stuff. that's just normally a normal thing. Like I think a lot of people take August off and I think once, you know, Virgo happens, that brings in, you know, the back to school back energy. To school energy. We just, let's start thinking about what we want. Yeah. So I think that's just normal. It may not have to do necessarily with your 12th house. Maybe it has just to do with life. No, it has to do with my 12th house. <laughs> okay. The back to school year is in complete alignment with my 12, my first house cut. No, I'm kidding. That, that sounds really like that's, that's strong ego coming out. Bit. I'm joking. Of course. I don't believe that at all. Um, so yeah, moving on, there is a harmonious aspect coming in. It takes place on August 19th and it is Jupiter trine Neptune. I really like this vibration because it's like the two spiritual planets are aligning, right? Um, so it's like you feel at one with the world. You, f you'll feel like you're on path. Aside from what Mercury retrograde might be doing right. and the clearing of the eclipses, it's like you're going to be given this little point of like almost like a checkpoint. Checkpoint. You've reached a checkpoint in your great path of life. You know, enjoy it for a moment and continue on your journey. And what are they again? Um, it's Jupiter trine Neptune. Okay. Um, it's really a time to meditate, tap into music, art, dance, photography, spiritual groups, travel communing with nature. So if you want to get out in nature around the 19th, um, you'll really feel a deeper connection nice. to, you know what, I want to say nature, but I want also want to say source, right? So you may feel a deeper connection to source around that time. Um, and you'll be given some, you know, checkpoints in terms of alignment. We discussed the solar eclipse already. <laughs> so then the last thing Major last thing that is taking place in August is Saturn stationing direct on oh, yes. August 25th. And right. all I can say is thank goodness. <laughs> yeah. I am really looking forward to Saturn stationing direct. It's stationed retrograde on April the 6th. And that's kind of when it was this particular Saturn retrograde that really caused me a lot of like... <laughs> I want to say the word chaos, even though that's a Uranus vibration, it created huge amounts of chaos for me. Mm. Being a Sagittarian, Saturn is conjunct my sun sign. Oh. Okay. So that's where I felt huge amounts of restriction in the heart chakra. And, and typically when Saturn conjuncts the sun, you feel all kinds of physical limitations. Mm. Okay. Um, so instead of expressing an open heart, you're feeling the closed hearted energy. And when your heart is closed, you go into fear. Sure. Right. Um, so it triggered a lot of stuff for me and I'm just really looking forward to it stationing direct so that I can keep moving forward on my path. <laughs> you know, not many people say that about Saturn, <laughs> that they want Saturn to, uh, you know, just because it's the planet of restrictions and, but yeah i get it <laughs> enough with the restriction that i've been experiencing on since april the 6th <laughs> usually though when it's direct it has more restriction than um no because a retrograde would be a correction right 
And if we take a look at what's happening in, and I can speak for Canada, I can't speak for the US on this one. Um, if we take a look at what happened with our real estate market, mm-hmm. okay? Saturn stationed retrograde at 27 degrees of Sagittarius. That is the degree of the galactic center. So our galactic center is 27 degrees of Sagittarius. The galactic center or Sagittarius story is ruled by Jupiter, which is all about growth and expansion. So typically when a planet hits that vibration, we're feeling the growth of the galaxy. We're feeling like all this expansive energy kick in. But with Saturn, it does the opposite. It's actually restricting all forms of growth and expansion because it's limitation and restriction, but we're feeling it on such a large level because it's the center of our galaxy. Whenever Saturn hits 27 degrees of Sagittarius, there's some kind of economic correction that takes place. Right. Okay. And it's stationed retrograde on that degree. Mm. Okay. And again, more legislation came in around, you know, home buyers in Canada and how to slow down the market. And, and it's almost, I think it was around, it was April that that new legislation that was discussed in March actually kicked in around the tax, taxes for foreign buyers, which but there's still another down at that 27 degrees, right? There is November, November, and it will be floating there between November and March. Oh, um, I don't have my ephemeris with me, so I can't look it up specifically. Um, but yes, so we will feel it in November. Okay. Um, because Saturn had just stationed direct on August 25th, by the time we're in November, it's probably back up to its regular motion, which can be two to three weeks at that degree. Um, but it won't be an instant recorrection thing that transpires. It'll be a correction that's integrated over time because Saturn also in- rules time. Okay. Right. Um, so, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, mm. okay, either to the Canadian housing market or to world economy. Right. 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 Um, because Saturn at 27 degrees of Sag corrects the economy on some level. Mm. So we shall see. We shall. Um, but I am looking forward to it going direct. <laughs> well, that's always have, it's usually always good to have. Our planets in direct direct motion. motion. Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. It will be stationing direct while Mercury is retrograde. Okay. So there still might be a little bit of like miscommunication stuff going on um, while it is moving forward in terms of career because Saturn rules our career, rules our soul's purpose. So in terms of your career and soul's purpose, don't get discouraged if things aren't going clickety click click right on the direct date. Um, it will take a few weeks and then we also need to continue integrating the mercury, um, retrograde. So it may feel like a few weeks, you know, after it stations direct that things are finally like, oh, thank goodness things are working. Okay. Keep in mind, like we said, it goes back to 27 degrees of Sag in November. So you may feel a little bit of that restriction again on some level. Um, but, you know, hopefully by March of next year, we're completely out of the energy. Well, that'll be good, right? Yeah. And then it comes back every, oh, 29 years. Yes. 28 and a half. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but at 28 and a half years, it can last for a year and a half. Right. Right. Because it I goes right. direct and then retrograde and then direct again. Right. Right. So, 
So yes, August is going to be very, very interesting. So theme of the month, open your heart. Open your heart, let go. Let go of what's stopping you from living with an open heart. Um, observe your thought process, how it restricts your heart. Um, so open your heart, open your mind and transform because this is really a point of transformation for a lot of people. Now you didn't really bring up anything about Mars or, or um, Venus, but no. Okay. So nothing major <laughs> there just in its regular. Well, Venus is currently in the sign cancer. of cancer. Okay. Which is really looking at our foundational relationships. So there's the potential to move through issues or heal issues associated to foundational relationships with parents. We did talk about that. Um, Mars is, I'm looking at my chart. You think I could find them? Bottom right. I'm looking over him. There we go. Mars is in Leo uh, for most of the month of August. Okay. And that's where we're actually being told to take action. Okay, because Mars is the action planet and it's around taking action of things that are in alignment with your heart chakra, okay. right? Because being in Leo, um, I give rulership to the heart chakra with the sun and Leo is the natural ruler of the sun. Okay, and this is where we need to actively move forward, actively move through um resistance that's around you it's not a time to be passive at all it's a time for action hmm. all right mm -hmm. well, you heard it here <laughs> <laughs> all right well you've been listening to news for the heart thanks nance are we going to have you back on a regular yes. basis yes yes i'm right. coming back <laughs> time to move forward <laughs> Now that your website's up, yes. now that you're ready to move forward. Okay. <laughs> so hopefully we'll see you for like September, <laughs> yes. maybe the end of August to uh, do the September. <laughs> All right. You've been listening to News for the Heart. We've been getting to the heart of what matters as to what's up in the universal sky for the month of August. And we'll be back next month. Yes. Thanks, Nance. Thank you. Have a question for Lori and want to be on the next News from the Heart show? Drop us a line via instant feedback at bmajor.org. News from the Heart is brought to you by Intuitive Soul and is produced by Major Radio for Clear Channel's iHeartRadio and bmajor.org.